2: This portion of Grassroots Marketing on location on Cannabis Radio is presented by Norick Risk. Creating unique insurance solutions for the hemp and cannabis industry is a passion of Norick Risk. Rooted in over 100 years experience, placing custom, extra-large insurance programs worldwide. Learn more at norickrisk.com. CannabisRadio.com presents Grassroots Marketing on Location, featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those impacting and evolving the cannabis industry. Now, let's go on location to the 2016 NCIA Cannabis
1: Business Summit in Oakland, California. Welcome everybody to day one of the National Cannabis Industry Association Cannabis Business Summit here in Oakland, California. Joining me at the desk, we have Robert Hoban. He's the managing partner with Hoban and Fiola LLC, Attorneys at Law. And Robert,
0: welcome to the show. Good morning, Russ. How are you?
1: I'm doing fantastic. And I'd have to assume that given that you're here, you're attorneys in the cannabis space. Do you handle the criminal side, the business side,
0: or a little in between? We handle the business side. Okay, we, uh, we have 30 lawyers in 13 states. We've been f- focusing on this industry full time since 2008, mm. and we're the nation's leading cannabis law firm across the country.
1: So these 13 states are, you know, we've got four that are legal. Are they all legal or medical states?
0: Yes, that's correct. Mostly medical, of course. We've got the four recreational or adult use states, and we work with folks on business deals, compliance, connectivity, taxes, securities law, patents. This is really where the industry is going.
1: Yeah, there's. I know a lot of people are moving into this arena, especially a lot of lawyer friends of mine who had originally got into it for the social justice or criminal justice angle, and now are retooling to get into the business side. But you guys have been on the business side the whole time.
0: That's right. That's right. And you know, you talk about some of your friends there. The question I always ask is what happens when a movement becomes an industry? Yeah. And people do have to retool. We've sort of been uniquely positioned from the beginning because we're based in Colorado. We actually won a case on December 30th of 2009 in Colorado. That case opened up the commercial market and caused the state to enact commercial regulations. So because of that case other states have followed as a model so we we're sort of the ogs if you will on the legal side of the cannabis industry really just helping people connect uh build their businesses and you know walk and talk like a real business and that's really going to ensure the viability of this industry
1: a lot of our listeners have heard me tell the stories and interview the people in this industry who've had to deal with irs 280e and banking issues and so forth What are some of the legal issues you guys are dealing with that maybe have flown under the radar that haven't gotten as much attention for people that are in the cannabis industry?
0: Well, you certainly see uh, companies nervous about products liability one lawsuit in Colorado, which was dismissed for products liability. You saw a wrongful death suit mm-hmm. that's pending in Colorado. I think that's something that people are concerned about, and how do you build strategies into your business so that you can insulate yourself, or at least try to, and have good practices so people don't go out and, you know, eat, eat too much of an edible, and, you know, something, something awful happens. Uh, that's one thing. You look at uh, what are the ingredients in a product, pesticides, nutrients, fertilizers, all that stuff. Does that have an impact on the human body? And if it does, how do you account for that, and how do you disclose that? And how do you build your business around good practices? These are things we're learning on the fly as an industry, and the folks in the industry are working really, really hard to make sure that this business gives consumers and the policymakers that authorize this business some level of comfort.
1: So all of these states currently working in medical or recreational industry are working under the fact that marijuana is still a Schedule One controlled substance under federal law. That's what's creating a lot of these problems for yeah, us. Yeah. There are rumors now that the DEA may announce a rescheduling of cannabis, perhaps to Schedule Two. Mm-hmm. How do you see that impacting the industry moving to Schedule
0: Two? All right. So so I've got some pretty strong feelings on this, and you know, if you make it a Schedule II drug, what you do is you allow permissive research. So you're going to have pharmaceutical-type companies come in and apply to do research. And if that research proves to be correct, they'll begin to develop drugs and ask for permission to develop drugs. This is cannabis-based medicine that's regulated by the FDA and the FTC. What we have here, what we see behind us in this room, is people in the natural products industry. Think of the divide between nutraceuticals and pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. Pharmacies are never going to dispense marijuana flour in its natural state to be smoked or a high concentrate that's intended to be dabbed or or vaped. So they're different industries and they will exist side by side. The cannabis-based medicine regulated as a drug and then this natural products industry. Think about it this way. Do you really think that marijuana is all of a sudden going to be distributed by pharmacists and by pharmacies across the country? It's not possible when you consider in this room behind us you've got hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars of investment in this natural products industry. It is arguably and technically the most um, defined, institutionalized, well-funded drug conspiracy distribution system in in, in human history. Mm -hmm. You can't unring that bell. You can't take this and say, all of a sudden, pharmacists, pharmacies, doctors have to dispense this and that you have to go away when there's such entrenched positions and finances involved. So they're going to exist side by side. The question is, where's the competition and how can they profit from each other? That's what we're going to see evolve.
1: So then should there be a rescheduling to schedule too? It's not, you don't think it's going to have a detrimental impact to this industry because it's just going to keep on rolling the way it is.
0: It will allow research, which mm-hmm. is important because we do need further research on certain aspects. I think we all know the medicinal benefits of marijuana in certain respects, and there's great studies on these things, but the studies could be better. They could be done with clinical trials versus you know self-reports, and that's important. And then what happens on that pharmaceutical side and the scheduling, again, I I don't believe that impacts this. Now, the pharmaceutical companies are going to try to gain an advantage from that process Mm -hmm. and try to say everything marijuana-based medicine needs to come from pharmaceutical companies versus this natural products aspect of the industry. Those battles are going to be fought. There's no question about it. But I do think that they'll ultimately exist, mutually exclusive of one another in sort of this, you know, loose notion of nutraceuticals standing side by side with pharmaceuticals. Mm.
1: Well, that's, that sounds better to me than a lot of the predictions that I hear. People say it's going to be the end of the industry. It'll be the end. I, I don't think it will for the reasons that you mentioned. There's just too much investment in this and too many people involved. Right. So we're again, we're speaking with Robert Hoban. He's the managing partner of Hoban and Fiola. And do you have uh, websites or contact information you'd like to tell people yeah, about?
0: absolutely. Uh, our website is uh, www.hobanandfiola.com uh, That's H-O-B-A-N a-N-D-F-E-O-L-A.com. Uh, take a look there, and uh, you'll be able to be routed to any of our offices around the country. And, you know, fundamentally, we have three qualifications for our attorneys. First and foremost, practicing for a significant amount of time in a, in a significant practice area that benefits our customers. Number two contacts to this space understanding of this industry and number three that they actually have local connections that will assist these businesses thrive and survive
1: all right well thank you robert for helping everybody get their ducks in a row and and be legal and put our best foot forward as we continue legalization across the country thanks for doing what you do man all right stay tuned we'll be back with more from the cannabis business summit right after this
2: Thank you for listening to this edition of Grassroots Marketing, on location, only on CannabisRadio.com.